Friends, how fitting is it that at the end of this sermon series, the Lord's Prayer, we focused, it, focused on it all summer long, that we would have heard it in the words of our Lord and Savior, brother and friend, Jesus Christ, in the language he would have spoken of Aramaic. And we are thankful to Dr. Candice Nofar Yusuf for her sharing in today's service. And I hope you were blessed by that. Please pray with me. God, we are thankful for the gift of life and the gift of breath and how you breathe life into this community of faith that you have gathered together by the power of your spirit. We are here for a reason. We ask that you would open our hearts and our minds to hear your word as if for the first time, that we would be challenged and comforted and never be the same. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, in whose name we pray. Amen. I imagine you all have a friend like this, or maybe it's just me. Maybe it might even describe some of you. It might even be about this weekend. Hey, are you coming? Yeah, definitely. We'll, to we'll totally be there. What time is it at? Hey, you still coming? Yep. Uh, yeah, definitely. What, what's the address? Is it this weekend? Hey, wondering if you're coming. On my way, only to find out they were actually stepping into the shower. That was part of their on their way process. Now here's another one now, in my defense, this is from Midwesterner, okay? Midwesterners and yes and no. No, yeah, equals yes. Yeah, no, equals no. Yeah, no, for sure, equals definitely. Yeah, no, yeah, equals I'm sorry, but unfortunately the answer is yes. No, yeah, no equals, oh no, you've got nothing to worry about. It seems like in our answers, whether we're making commitments for Labor Day weekend or answering via text, we have an uncomfortable or at least unclear relationship with yes and no. And today, we'll be talking about yes. We'll be talking about amen as God's yes, God's affirmation and how we can respond yes to God's yes. Now, we were joking with Pastor Nate and the, and the staff that, of course, I get assigned the word that isn't even in the prayer Jesus gives. It just ends with no amen. And actually, that would have been common. Uh, you sometimes ended a prayer with amen in the time of Jesus and before in the Hebrew scriptures, amen is used hundreds of times, often to end a blessing. And it would have meant something. It would have been related to a word meaning faithful, reliable, established, something you can count on, something you can 
believe. And so, therefore, it, beca- it evolved to mean, may it be so. Or in Genesis 15, Abraham, it says, Abraham believed the Lord and it was accounted unto him righteousness. That word believed is related to the word amen. He amened the Lord. May it be so because the Lord is reliable. So it confirms a blessing in the Hebrew scriptures or a statement by God or even by others. In fact, we still do this today. If you were to say, man, that line was long, you might say, oh man, it sure was, right? The amen or amen corner. Interestingly, Jesus innovates the word amen. In the Gospels, Jesus uses it about 70-something times, and Jesus will start a phrase rather than end one with the word amen. I don't know if you remember in Sunday school, you had to sometimes, uh, you know, recite a certain verse, memorize it, and sometimes you'd be like, why is this saying it twice? One of them was Jesus saying, verily, verily, I say unto you, or truly, I say unto you, or very, very, that word is amen. And what's so interesting about that is it's never used in that way by anyone, whether in the Hebrew scriptures or in the New Testament. And it certainly would suggest that Jesus was claiming some divinity here. Because in the Hebrew scriptures, the prophets would often say, thus says the Lord, amen. And Jesus is saying here, amen, I say unto you. Paul also ends his letters with amen. Confessions or doxologies like we just sang, singing, amen. He is confirming a blessing like the Hebrew scriptures and will end with amen. And today the apostle Paul is talking about the yes and amen being in Christ Jesus. Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, which is a port city, major port city in the Roman Empire. It would have been something like Detroit. It would have been something like New York. It would have connected all sorts of different ports, very cosmopolitan. A lot of cultures and languages and beliefs mixing. And so if you ever read First and Second Corinthians, you'll see the Apostle Paul, he's often debating with them. He's trying to convince them to stay true and faithful to the way of Jesus. He's trying to convince them to stay united because they're so divided. And in today's scripture, he is saying, listen, this isn't about picking a little bit of that religion and a little bit of that worldview and this ideology and you shake it together and you get happiness. No, the message we bring to you isn't yes and no. It's not wishy-washy. It is always yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Paul is trying to offer them a sense of something they can depend on, something they can believe, something they can hang on to. Yes and amen. But that's when we get back to our relationship with yes and no. We have trouble with it, don't we? We feel bad about saying no. We, we always want to say yes, maybe. We will say yes for now. We'll commit to the plan, maybe even this Labor Day weekend, only to send the text we really meant to, which was no, can't make it. 
We're afraid of disappointing. We always want to please people. Or maybe we're always saying no. We're always saying no to new opportunities and new people and new experiences because we're afraid of being vulnerable, even if somewhere deep down inside you know you should be saying yes. Our culture struggles with this in many ways. It's not just with the actual words yes and no, but the commitments we make. It's something to dwell on for Labor Day weekend. In fact, our relationship, for instance, to work and vacation. We sometimes struggle when we're on vacation not to work and when we're working not to take personal time. It seems as if our yes is not yes and our no is not no. On staff, we like to joke, and I called out earlier, Pastor Kelsey likes to remind us, you know, on your day off, you should really be off. Not sending emails, Pastor Angela, at three in the morning, or Pastor Edwin, I've been guilty of the same, or scheduling it for six, but it's really three. You guys know there's a schedule feature on the, on the email. When you're like, this is inappropriate, I shouldn't send this. I'll send it at six in the morning tomorrow. <laughs> Automated. We know the tricks. It's like, it's like, hey, you know, I've got a little bit of time to send this text. My toddler just fell. That'll take her 30 seconds. I'm just going to send this text out for work. Or, you know, my in-laws, you know, right after the Labor Day barbecue, they're, they're packing up in the kitchen. They're a great help. Thank you. I'm just going to send this email real quick because I've got to make the sale. I've got to make the call. I've got to send the message. I've got to, got to, got to. We have this uncomfortable relationship with saying no. Pastor Angela pointed out, see, the staff reviews uh, the scripture and a little bit of the sermon during the week. Pastor Angela said, you know, when we say no to something we're also saying yes to something else. And maybe that's the discomfort people feel when you're not clear what you're saying yes to. So maybe this weekend you give yourself the freedom to say no to one thing, perhaps work, to say yes to something else, perhaps your family, your friends, your loved ones, God's creation, this Sabbath moment just to thank God for all of the ways you've been blessed. Now, this community also struggled with work and rest, with belief and doubt, with commitment and maybe, sort of, kind of. And that's why Paul says it's not yes and no. It's not wishy-washy and fickle. It is faithful. It is here to endure for God's promises are always yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And they needed to hear that. And I don't know who needs to hear that today. But the promises God has made in Scripture, however far-fetched, and some number them at 8,000 plus, are offered to all of us in Christ Jesus. Do you believe that? Healing for your body. Healing for your mind. Healing for your soul. Refuge in a time of trouble. I will never leave you nor forsake you, saith the Lord. I will free you from the yoke of oppression. I will be your God and you will be my people. I will be father to the fatherless and mother to the motherless. Do you believe that? 
The second thing I want you to take away today is that the book of Revelation text that Pastor Kelsey read, consistent with the Apostle Paul, describes Christ as the Amen of God. That is the Word made flesh, the ruler of all creation. God's Word is Christ, and it is the first and the last Word. It's not what the doctor has said. It's not what the news headline has said. It's not what you're feeling today. God's word, the amen in Christ Jesus is the first and the last. And in Christ Jesus, God drew near to us in total and ultimate affirmation and continues to do so by the power of the Spirit. Yes and amen, saith the Lord to us here and now today. There was no sin, there was no shame, no guilt, no violence, no hate, no bitterness, no sadness that, he, that God wouldn't go through in Christ Jesus and take onto God's self in order to let you know that God has said yes to you, yes to me, yes to us, even now, even with all of our stuff. You know the stuff I'm talking about. Even with all of the mess and the baggage and that we don't always get it right and our past and shame and guilt, God says yes to us. It doesn't matter who has said no. A loved one may have rejected you. Your children might resent you. Your employer might not respect you. The world in many forms says no. No to your worth. No to your purpose, no to your contributions. But God has said yes, the Apostle Paul reminds us. At creation, God has said yes and amen. In the law of Moses and through the prophets, God has said yes and amen. At the cross, yes, even at the empty tomb, God has said yes and amen. And even today, with all of our stuff, God still says yes. In the cover of your bulletin, there's a quote from the theologian, and he writes, the final word is never that of warning, of judgment, of punishment, of a barrier erected, of a grave opened. We cannot speak of it without mentioning all these things. The yes cannot be heard unless the no is also heard, but the no is said for the sake of the yes and not for its own sake. In substance, therefore, the first and last word is yes. It's not the disappointment. It's not the guilt. It's not the shame. It's not the sin. It's not the diagnosis. It's not the circumstance you're in right now. The first and the last word is Christ. That is the yes and amen of God. But where yes is firm, clear, and simple... Yes and no is lukewarm. It's maybe. Paul is trying to say the message isn't wishy-washy. God isn't wishy-washy or fickle, but faithful. The book of Revelation laments this fact that we can be so fickle. We can be so yes and no and maybe so. Oh, that we were one or the other, says the book of Revelation. Oh, that we were cold or hot. 
but we're often lukewarm in our response to God's yes. So how do we say yes to God? How do we say yes to the way of Jesus? Matthew 25 is certainly our guide and our foundation to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to visit the sick and the imprisoned. The Hebrew scriptures and the New Testament are also our guide and foundation to support the widow and the orphan and the sojourner among us, to be agents of peace and transformation, to be advocates for justice, to be witnesses to the love of God in Christ Jesus, to be kind to everyone we can, whenever we can, for as long as we can. How do we as the Kirk say yes to God's yes? When we respond to people's need in Pontiac, in Detroit, and around the world, we say yes and amen. When we serve generously and sacrificially, when we think of others who aren't at the table, when we don't exclude but invite and welcome, we say yes and amen. When we accept people just as they are, where they are, We don't judge and condemn them, but rather affirm that they are indeed the beloved children of God. We say yes and amen. And it is there that we discover that in this series we've been sharing together, each time we pray the Lord's Prayer, it is only because we can do so in Christ and through Christ. For we can call God to whom we've been reconciled in Christ, our Father who art in heaven because of the Amen. And we can say that your name would be hallowed, would be made sacred and set apart and not shamed in our actions and in our words. Amen. And that thy kingdom would come, that there would at last be justice and an enduring peace, that there would be enough and more than enough for everyone. Amen. That the will of God would be done on earth as it is in heaven through Christ by the power of the Spirit. Amen that we would be given our daily bread, the bread that has come down from heaven upon which we feed. Amen. That we would recognize and celebrate our forgiveness in Christ Jesus for our debts have been forgiven at the cross, debts we could never, ever repay. Amen. And that God would not lead us into the time of the trial, into temptation, but would deliver us from the evil one in Christ Jesus, our refuge in the time of trouble. Amen. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And all of God's people said and say and will say, Amen.